0: This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, produced by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlip, and I, am your host, J.J. Leahy. You can follow me on Twitter, at J.J. Leahy, to stay up to date on all things Packers or to submit questions. Well, the Packers are continuing to make moves at a glacial pace, but we are seeing some movement, finally, as they try to get under the salary cap by March 17th. Fullback John Lovett, who tore his ACL last year, has been waived with a failed physical designation. The Packers are not tendering quarterback Tim Boyle as a restricted free agent, which means most likely Jordan Love will be the primary backup to Aaron Rodgers this year, as expected. Per Rob Domofsky, Tim Boyle was expecting this all along, knowing that Jordan Love would have to be the true number two this year. While it's possible that Tim Boyle will still remain a Packer, it is unlikely And there are other teams that would be very interested in him. Starting with the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy was reportedly a very big fan of Tim Boyle when he was here in 2018. The Packers also restructured Adrian Amos' contract slightly, freeing up $750,000. According to Sports Illustrator's Bill Huber, Adrian Amos will count for $8.93 million against the cap this year. As far as we know, the Packers have another $8.64 million that they need to clean up in the next week. The Houston Texans have signed linebacker Christian Kirksey to a one-year $4.5 million deal. He does still count $2 million against the Packers' dead cap. That's from a $4 million signing bonus that he was paid out last year. Had the Packers chosen to keep him this year, he would have instead received $8.5 million. So this is a pretty significant pay cut for him. However, due to his play in 2020, it's not entirely undeserved. Also, former safety Haha Clinton Dix visited with the Raiders today. Las Vegas has been looking for secondary help and are expected to be interested in signing Clinton Dix. Now, the Packers are receiving three compensatory picks, one in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round each for Blake Martinez, Brian Balaga, and Kyler Fackrell. It has been two years since the Packers have received a compensatory pick, something they used to get all the time under Ted Thompson. Armed with that knowledge, here is a list of some players via Dara Carragher. At positions considered to be of need in Green Bay, who would not count against the compensatory pick formula. At wide receiver, you have Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, and Golden Tate. At defensive line, Malcolm Brown, Carlos Dunlap, Quinton Jefferson, and Jarrell Casey. At cornerback, Justin Coleman, Malcolm Butler, LaMarcus Joyner, and Janoris Jenkins. According to Ken Ingles on Twitter, the Packers actually signed cornerback KBion Ento to a 2021 contract back in January. Where he found out about that, I have no idea. It was not posted anywhere. It also appears to be news to everyone except for Ken Ingalls. Brian Goodkins, and John Eric Sullivan both attended Clemson's Pro Day, and then today, reportedly at least two Packers representatives, I would assume it's the same two guys, but we don't know, attended North Dakota State's Pro Day. Goody did tell us last week that it was going to be much more important than usual for him to be on the road a lot and attending pro days, checking out players in person because of the much more limited available information about players. Working out at NDSU today were quarterback Trey Lance, one of the top quarterback prospects in the country, offensive lineman who has played tackle and guard Dylan Raddins, also tackle Cordell Volson and cornerback Josh Hayes. So far, offensive linemen, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, and linebackers seem to be at the top of Goody's mind, looking at pro days he's attended and virtual interviews he's completed. Speaking of the draft, the NFL informed clubs today that they will be allowed in their draft rooms for the 2021 draft, provided physical distancing and proper mask wearing are followed, meaning no home draft like we had last year. However, we don't know if players will be allowed to attend the in-person draft. Not having players at the draft was by far the worst part of last year's draft, in my opinion, but allowing general managers and other executives to be present is a step in the right direction. That's all the news for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com. Go to packdraft.com newsletter to sign up for the free Packernet newsletter, which will be going out tomorrow morning. Join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group to stay connected. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.